Join us on the Christian Men Unscripted Podcast, where each week we will talk about faith and family and anything and everything in between. We will talk as Christian men living in a world that has seemed to push God further and further away. All right. uh, Welcome back to the Christian Men Unscripted Podcast. Last episode, we talked about leadership. We talked about having opportunities to serve and to be humble. Um, And the other day... (laughs) I uh, I was at the uh, stoplight and there was a man on the corner and and I wasn't in the mindset to serve. I was with my kids and I was maybe a little bit upset um, because they weren't listening very well. Mm. So we get to the corner, right? Kids, seven and five year olds don't listen well. I don't. Did you guys? You guys' kids are probably better. <laughs> my than kids were perfect. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all still right. perfect. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, uh, so I was, we were at this corner and there was this guy, I don't know if he was homeless or if he, something happened, but he had this three signs. The first one said, you know, I'm, I'm ready to give up on life. And I can't remember what the second one said, but the third one said, I could really use a hug. And I could see that there was some tears. He wiped some tears from his eyes. And I, in my mind, I was like, man, I should go give him a hug. And the light turned green and I, I went and I didn't give him a hug. And I was like, man, I didn't have it in my mind to serve in that moment. I was more um, caught up in my own life and the things that were going wrong that I wanted to go differently that didn't. And then I missed this opportunity to share love and to serve this man at the corner. That was a far more vivid description of the guy than you very quickly sort of talked about um, yeah. on a break earlier when we were sort of hanging out. And by the yeah. way, how you're talking about that missed opportunity, dude, yeah. it has. It's That's also been some of my best opportunities to try to show my kids. And I, I don't know if they yeah. paid attention or not, but when someone asks for money, when I'll, I'll be like, you know, what? I'm going to go ahead and give them money. And I'm also going to share Jesus with them. I've, mm-hmm. I've done that. I, I It might be terrible to do, but I've done that where I'm like holding the money. Like, let me just tell you something first. <laughs> like, I've got you as a captive audience. I want to share with, with you who Jesus is kind of yeah. a thing. I don't know if that's good or bad. I got a story. I was... Not necessarily a Christian, but I remember being a police officer. I think I've told you this. I don't know if I have, but I feel bad. I think the guy's okay. But um, so, you know, as in patrol, we're new and um, they want stats. They want you to pull cars over, Mm -hmm. write tickets, whatever. No quota, but maybe, but no, but a quota. No quota, but you better have a few tickets and a few arrests. So all these cars are going through the red light. And the last one goes through and I pull the guy over and he's like so mad at me. He's like, but all those cars pulled, uh, went through as well. I'm like, well, you just happen to be the last guy, man. Right. I'm sorry. And so I wrote him a ticket for red light and he's like, well, what if I just kill myself? And then in my head, I'm like, well, then you don't have to pay the ticket. That's and then terrible. I went back to my car and I left and I went, I was like, man, that was totally wrong of me to say. And, but I could tell he was just angry. Sure. But then I, I think about it. That was 20 years ago. And mm. I really hope he's okay. Hmm. But it was not a good opportunity. I should have been like, well, sir, I'll take this ticket back and you have a wonderful day. No, that's what he was trying to do. But still, I feel bad. That's something that sticks in my mind Hmm. for 20 years. As a 25-year-old kid, I didn't care what he said. I was like, I got a ticket. I'm going in. And now my perspective on life, being older, Seth, I don't want to hear it. I would have definitely talked to him a little bit more and been like, you know, that's that opportunity that you yeah. missed that as a 25 year old kid, I didn't think about not even necessarily a Christian. I wouldn't think, but that's an opportunity I could have thought, well, had a little conversation with him because I had it. I had his attention for at least what an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You got 60 minutes. Exactly. I got 60 minutes, but I was just like, get on to the next thing. Good yeah. luck with your life, buddy. Wow. You know, so Man. terrible, but yeah, you know, what's funny is first of all, you do have to learn to give yourself grace, of course, mm-hmm. on things like that. But I, I fully understand that 
guilt that you might have over things mm-hmm. like that because actually that that is sad right that's an individual yeah. who needs to be reached out and so yeah that one he's yeah. crying listen no dude yeah. because people honestly we actually said this a little while ago at some point we were going to sort of touch in on the on issues of suicide mm-hmm. and on this podcast and and so maybe in the future we really will touch even more on it but i do mm-hmm. want to quickly discuss that because oftentimes it is an act during um anger and frustration uh, mm-hmm. an act of momentary um mental, I don't know, lack of focus or whatever, right? Of completely losing your mind, right? So an right. angry individual saying something like that, that is scary and that is terrible. Um, opportunities to serve when people are in crisis, even if it's just like a slight emotional crisis mm-hmm. or um, a financial crisis or whatever, that opportunity to serve was right there before you. And that's mm-hmm. sort of what we're trying to talk mm-hmm. about on this one is, are you open? Are your eyes open? Is your mm-hmm. heart open mm-hmm. to serve? Are you thinking in those along those lines? Yeah. And that we talked about that as a police officer, kind of go into sort of what you as a field training officer would teach officers how to expect the worst, if you will, but conduct business professionally. Can you kind of share on that? Because I, I want to come back to that yeah. looking for opportunities to serve. Yeah, I think as a field training officer, you would get these young men and women out of the academy and they'd be real rigid and you would deal with people like good people, bad people, just people like even good people. You come up to a good person who you're just writing a ticket to, but you have your hand on your gun. You have your stiff, you're real robotic in what you do and you put them not at ease. You put them in total opposite. Mm-hmm. Of that. They're like, what is this guy doing? Does he know what he's doing? Whereas you get seasoned as you go along, you, 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 you're ready for anything that's happening, but you also have that body language like, Hey, everything's okay. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. Not a big deal. And you teach them to be aware of their surroundings and understand what's going on, but not to put people in fear for being stopped at a police. I mean, I was a police officer for 25 years and if I got pulled over, I'm still a little nervous. I'm like, right. oh, okay. <laughs> like, what did I do? Right. You know, so you, that body language and how you conduct yourself on a daily basis and even, not even being a police officer, just how you talk to people in general. If you're sitting there all stiff and rigid and robotic and people are like, what's wrong with this dude? Yeah. You know? But there's something to be said about looking forward, looking ahead, so mm-hmm. that you can have a longer period of time to make decisions. Mm-hmm. If you teach a kid how to drive, I always try to share the kids. Don't just look right in front of you. We yeah. talked about this on a prior podcast about <laughs> Alan. But don't just look right in front of you. Actually look as far down the horizon as you can possibly look. Keep checking because you might see things ahead that you can now have plenty of time to make a decision mm-hmm. for prior to getting there. And it's the same in the tactical world. You have to try to, like you said, as a police officer, they're taught all these things in the academy which is self-preservation and all this tactical type of stuff, be prepared to be tackled and attacked and killed because it really does happen. But you kind of start to look a little funny mm-hmm. if you think everybody's going to kill you. You might mm-hmm. think that in your mind, run it through your mind, but try to you know be prepared for that, but try to not look like you're prepared for it. And yeah. translating that to ministry, opening your eyes, how can you serve others? Mm-hmm, I think right. is what we're trying to share. Yeah. That's a thought, right, Seth? I, I, you know, like you, a missed opportunity, kind of mm-hmm. expand on that a little. When you were... Um Telling that story, I've done that a few times uh, where I think it was me being afraid. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I talk to somebody and I see that and yours are a little different, but I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to mm-hmm. talk to this dude or what to say. And I think that's me not confident in myself. Mm-hmm. And then I go back home and I feel bad for those missed opportunities. And I know we were making fun, but I've been there. I've been there. Like when you see the person out front of the grocery store or you see, somebody well people are on every corner and it frustrates right. the heck out of us it really mm-hmm. does. I'm gonna right. be, it does me and i try to give <laughs> yeah and I, we were at, i think i was in cvs with my daughter and the cashier one day was like i was just buying medicine and he was like i'm like hey how's it going you know you, you do that how's it going how's it going he's like wow my life is going this and that and and i'm a christian man and i was like oh that sucks bro and i was like 
he caught me off guard mm-hmm. yeah. and he was like, well, I don't know what to do. My mom, this is, you know, an alcoholic and wants to commit suicide. And, and I in my head, I'm like, you need the Lord. But I looked at this dude and he had purple hair, long fingernails, and I didn't know what to say to him. And that was just out of fear. Cause I was like, yeah. and I, that was a missed opportunity, mm-hmm. especially someone like that, who I probably could have gotten through to. And I know we joked about yours, but it's kind of the same thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, why do I miss these opportunities? I knew what I had to do, but I didn't do right. it. Right. Like, I don't know what, what this guy did afterwards. I mean, right. he said he wanted to give up and, 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 uh, I hope someone else stopped and said, Hey, there's hope in Jesus, but I wish that I had been the one to right. stop. I wish that I had been the one to say, Hey, I, I want, uh, to give you a hug. Can I give you a hug? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll kind of share this Jesus with you. Right. And there are so many missed opportunities that I've had where I was not thinking like I have opportunity to share the love right. of God today. And I want to tell someone, even if it's just, Hey, Jesus loves you. He cares about you. He went through all these different things as well. And he knows, he knows the pain. And I just want to share that with you. Like there's, it's easy enough to say those things. And it's easy enough for me to get out and just hug a guy and say, Hey, can I pray with pray you? With you like, yeah. um, but in my mind at that time, I had not, I did not visualize or had not been in my mind that I'm going to be able to share the love of God. I'm like, I'm going to be able to share and give someone a hug because God has something for them as well, because he died for them. He died for me. And I want to share that hope. I didn't have that in my mind at that time. And I've often said to other people like, Hey, we always got to have, we always have to have uh, this thought that there will be an opportunity to share the gospel with someone. Mm-hmm. There will be an opportunity to, to share the love of God with someone. We just have to keep our eyes open for that. And that in this moment, I did not have my eyes open for that. And, and my, and Lord was on my heart, like, Hey, you should go give him a hug. You should do this. And I was looking and I was like, all right, I sh- maybe I should do that. And I was like, just kept thinking I should do that. I should do that. I should do that green well, light. And yeah. then I should go. And Man, I went. Well done, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, that's second Timothy four, two, to be prepared in season and out of season talking mm-hmm. about be prepared to share the love of God, the love of Christ, no matter the circumstance at any mm-hmm. time, like you said, at CVS and, uh, having that pull on your heart mm-hmm. and then you still don't do it. How many, yeah. man, I do that all the time. Yeah. And then you feel so terrible. You're so convicted after, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What a ah, frustrating, frustrating. Yeah. Yep. So, and I'll probably still do it. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, I mean, seriously, I'll probably leave here, uh, go driving down the road and I'll see people on the corner and I get so, and I'm, by the way, as a cop, I got, I became familiar. We worked a few murders of like these little crews that work the corners and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you have a tendency to get jaded, jaded. because mm-hmm. look, I know they're buying drugs, they're buying alcohol, they're they're just wasting the money. They're mm-hmm. wasting the money according to my thoughts on how they should invest their money, and probably the world thoughts as well, like mm-hmm. the decent world, not the cosmos world system, which <laughs> that's actually what they're investing in, right? Satan's fallen world. But the reality is, you're exactly right. That's an opportunity, no matter what, even if it's only a dollar to maybe just say, give it to them and maybe be better than what I was joking about, how I'll kind of like, let me dangling, share the gospel. I've got money I'm going to give you if you'll hear me out. Right. <laughs> so maybe that's not the right way to do it. I'm not sure if that's the right way to do it. So, but to but maybe, it's a way. But maybe it is an opportunity to just kind of yeah. try to share the love of Christ in season, out of season, yeah. eight, you know? Yeah, yeah, I would say not dangle it, give it to them and ask them if they say no. Maybe that's okay. better. Maybe <laughs> that's better. But <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm, yeah. we all do it. I, yeah. I ignore them when I'm trying to get off the freeway or yeah. I come, you know, on the way to church, I'm getting mm-hmm. off the freeway and there's like, I got, oh man, I hope the light turns green so I don't have to deal with this person that's going to come. Yeah. You're like, you don't know. stare at them, don't stare oh, at them. Oh, that's terrible, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. We do that. Yeah. I do that. I, I remember one time I was going to a, somewhere downtown and there was a guy in a wheelchair and I was with my brother-in-law and he, you could tell he was probably on methamphetamine, whatever he was. He seemed like 
as we know, we've seen people who are on yeah. drugs. And he's like, why do you give him the money? And I'm like, you know what? If he's begging for money, obviously he needs it for something. And hopefully he does what's right with it. But he needs it more than I do. Yeah. So I gave it to him. But I didn't yeah. share anything. I just was like, he probably yeah. definitely needs it. And and I do that sometimes and sometimes I don't. I know there's outreach for homeless and stuff. And I think that's where the jaded comes into play sometimes because we work with homeless so much. And some of them are so mentally ill, I guess. Oh, yeah. And I feel bad. To, yeah. You almost but can't help them. You, mm-hmm. And there a lot of them are on drugs. And I'm like, I just don't want to deal with that anymore. I've retired. Okay. I don't want to deal with that. And I, I get I. I, I think I get convicted in my heart that like you're, you're doing it wrong now. Cause I yeah. did it for so many years. It's like, you need to go help. Yeah. But I still have, I struggle to do it because yeah. of so many bad experiences I've had with, mm-hmm. I've gotten fights with homeless people. Sure. I've been hit with a bottle. Been, from I've homeless been stabbed people. with needles. Yeah. All of it. And yeah. so wow. that's one of those things where it's like missed opportunities maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Should I go? should I go and serve in that way? And I think I don't, I'm like, no, I serve in another way, mm-hmm. but I do catch myself thinking you need to go help the, the community. And, and how loaded of a thought on the missed opportunity that you even had your kids with you. Yeah. Now I always think of safety as well because of our background and we've mm-hmm. been in some terrible situations with what seems like a harmless homeless person. And then next thing you know, everybody's covered in blood and, and you're making an arrest and calling paramedics and you're bleeding and they're bleeding. And it's a whole, cause they're like a feral cat or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know that if it is serving the Lord, you are protected. And so we have to get past those type of thoughts. And so what a missed opportunity even to, to show how to live out the love of Christ, even Mm -hmm. in front of your own kids. I'm not trying to convict you. I'm just sharing because I do it all the time as well. Right. We miss the opportunity. Yeah. No, I, I felt, I felt that that was like, man, I, my kids could have seen me really living for Jesus and not myself. And, and, I was living for myself in that moment. I was frustrated with them because of them <laughs> not getting in the car when I asked them to. Right. Oh. And I was thinking about uh, thinking about that instead of thinking about, man, like, th- so, and, and I think oftentimes we kind of get in this moment where we think we're, we're in the weeds, so to speak, and we don't take a, a second to look up at the sky and look yeah. up at, at, uh, at the stars and enjoy that when I am in this beautiful world that God has created and I got kids I take care of and for them taking 30 seconds longer than I wanted them to, to get into the car. And I'm frustrated by this. Obviously my heart wasn't set on the kingdom. It wasn't set yeah. on the, on, on God. I was worried about other things and I wasn't seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. Um, and that got me into this opportunity where I, God was trying to get me back into that mindset of seeking first him. And I was like, you're right. I should. And then I didn't. And mm-hmm. so, um, and, and I think, you know, I've trained people and I say, Hey, let's, let's have this mindset as we go and we serve, this is our mindset. So how, how would you guys, if you're going to be in a situation like you guys, police officers, you guys would visualize, um, situations and scenarios. How would you do that for people who are wanting to serve and to live, uh, as Christianly as godly as they can in the world? That's actually a really good question. It's um, something that I, I think Pastor My Church posed to us I don't, probably months or years ago. I'm terrible with timing on things, but I recall <laughs> that being part of a message, which is, are your eyes open? Is your heart open for an opportunity to serve? Sort of like that, be prepared in season mm-hmm. and out of season, like what Alan talked about, the purple hair, the issues, and, and you, you're caught off guard, so you're not prepared. And so can you take a tactical mindset, if you will, mm-hmm. or a first responder mindset or, you know, trauma doctors, by the way, they visualize, athletes visualize mm-hmm. 
how they're going to respond to a certain scenario, right? They talk about that. Athletes are really good at that, visualizing the movements they're going to yeah. make or or whatever to ultimately, you know, win the game, if you will, or whatever. By vi- visualizing is not a bad thing. I know there's worldly positive thinking things, but <laughs> as a Christian, you can actually apply that. We have a mind. We're given a mind and mm. the intellect and the ability to think. Can you visualize during the day if I have an opportunity to serve Lord help to open my eyes to that? And, and maybe you can visualize scenarios like that. And so that's something we're just now talking about that. I remember that being a message, but I've never thought of it since that message. How terrible is that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you ask, this is really unscripted because when you ask that question, I pointed to John. I'm like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like really unprepared. I'm like, no idea, buddy. And, but then as John is talking, I'm thinking, you know what? I've never prepared myself for that. I've mm-hmm. never thought about what do I do when that opportunity comes? Cause mm-hmm. I've passed it up so many times and I've never mm-hmm. really gave it much thought. I'm like, no, nah, it's not me. Mm-hmm. But now that you guys have brought that to my attention, it's something that I have to be aware of mm-hmm. because I see, like I might give a dollar. Like I told you the story I gave a dollar or mm-hmm. I probably gave him five bucks, you know, but I was like, I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So I have never, and I know that's what we're called to do like kingdom expansion, you know, mm-hmm. and then help people and then, to spread the word of Jesus, the good news. But I don't think about that in that way. I think of it in the way of I'm serving at school. I'm serving and coaching kids. I'm working with youth at church. And I don't think about the opportunities outside of that. Mm-hmm. And that's funny. You brought that up. Cause when you brought that question, I was like, oh, John, you talk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know what comes to mind while you're talking about this though, and, and having your eyes open and looking for the opportunity to serve. Of course, that is exactly what Christ modeled. Think about it. He mm-hmm. loved the unlovable. He mm-hmm. ministered to those they shouldn't even be in contact with according to societal norms at the time, right? The woman mm-hmm. at the well uh, going down the street when he was basically like massively famous with crowds around him. And he sees the tax collector dude, the little short guy, I think Zacchaeus, I, I, Zacchaeus. Mm-hmm. was up in the tree to see him. And he looks at him and says, hey, like we're going to come to your house and have dinner and stuff that he literally had his eyes open to see the opportunity to serve the unlovable the the person at the register with the dyed hair the drug addict mm-hmm. the sometimes you're sitting you see people that look like by the way there's no way they would ever respond to the gospel that punk rock alternative lifestyle mm-hmm. you know guy dressed like a girl all kind of god knows what stuff right and you see that person and they they are anti-government anti-christian anti-conservative whatever christ died for them Mm-hmm. And we're called to be uh, prepared in season and out of season. And, and to be Christ-like. And to be Christ-like. And he mm-hmm. would have approached that person. Mm-hmm. And in fact, now he still does. He uses people like us. And that's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard to do. Right. And sometimes we might be at such opposition that it's hard for me to even like feel comfortable around you, that kind of thing. But if yeah. we just avail ourselves to what God has for us, that's an opportunity to share love no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's not about politics or anything else. It's about, hey, man, you're loved. Let's start there. We just start there. Yeah. Yeah. You that's exactly. very good because... It's something I never thought about. I never even gave it much thought talking to anybody outside of serving in the ministry at the church and at the school. And I think it's more of a, uh, just scared, not knowing yeah. how to, how to approach it, yeah. you know, and what will, what will people think of me around me? You know, and I got to get that out of my head. Yeah, yeah you, you know? do because sometimes it's just right. that quick step of, Hey, yeah, I don't know anything about you, but I just want to introduce myself and, and just let you know that, right. uh, that I see you. I mm-hmm. see you start right. there. Now, Seth hugging a random, uh, a rando hobo on the side of the road. Are we allowed to say that? I'm just, hobo. <laughs> I, my, right away, I feel like he's going to get lice all over him and all this stuff. We go. That's the crappy human me 
coming right. out because I'm like, oh, I'm not hugging that, guy. that guy's asked for a hug. And he's like, oh, I know what he smells like. That's because of our experience. I know right. exactly what they smell like. Oh. But you know what? Get over it. I got to get yeah. over that. We I had to deal with it. about it. Right. That was scabies. I'm like, I do not want to touch anybody. Oh, no, and there's bugs yeah. crawling all over people. But the, but how stupid to think about that. Yes, correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to be right. willing to well, just you think give about, yourself. You think about the lepers in, in the day of mm-hmm. Jesus. And obviously, they're, you know, they believed it was more, um, uh, contagious than maybe it was, or it was very contagious for them. And, and for us, there's other things that we have to experience, but Jesus was prepared to touch the person with, yeah. uh, with leprosy mm-hmm. and yeah. say, I'm willing to be clean. I will tell you one thing though. He was Jesus. Yeah. Nothing going to happen. Okay. Might get to scabies though. We might. <laughs> okay. But well, you know what though? Fast forward yeah. in church history mm-hmm. and, um, no, yeah, but I know what you're saying. Early yeah. Christians during like the, uh, the plagues and stuff, yeah, there the are stories. Plague. Yes. There's the stories of the, everyone would be fleeing the town. There's all these dead bodies. People are dying everywhere, but only the Christians would stay behind. And that mm-hmm. was like an interesting phenomenon that other people realized, wow, yeah. these people don't even care about their own lives. Right. They're serving. That's genuine service and ministry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them did die serving yeah. others, but that's actually how we're called to be. They were willing to be around during the plague. Right. And still yeah. serve people. There's historical record of that. That's part of yeah. the church expansion big I, time because of that. Yeah, and I because I because yeah. for me, I'm thinking about this. Like a lot of times in our world, as a as you know, our secular world, it's all about self preservation. And for Jesus, his world, his kingdom is is about giving up his yeah. self. Uh, I, I lay down my life for you. And I'm, and, and we told the disciples, I'm, I'm washing your feet. The leaders of the, of the Gentiles lorded over them, but we serve because the son of man didn't come to be served, even though he's the only one that really should have been served. 100%. He came and served others. And, uh, I, I wonder if it's my, I'm a, so afraid of death still then I, that I shouldn't, I shouldn't necessarily be as afraid of death as I am hmm. because of what Jesus has done. And he's got mm-hmm. victory over the grave. Yeah. Right. So I wonder it, I wonder if, if part of it, part of our apprehension is just trying to get over, trying to be in recovery as if you will, like we're trying to recover part of who we are supposed to be that we have, we've lost because of, um, our, uh, desire to be in the world or to, to experience some of the things of this world. And, and we've got all these messages bombarding us from all around that this is what life's about. Um, so I don't know. That's just a thought that I just had recently yeah. just now is like, maybe I'm too afraid of, of other people and death that I actually really don't love God as much as I should love him or as much as I say, I love him. Yeah. Um, as much as I hope other people see that I love him. I don't know. Well, and because we are, as a believer, we're called to have an eternal perspective, exactly. store up our treasures in heaven. Hmm. We're kingdom members of a different kingdom that's not of this world. And so that's an interesting thought. And in fact, we're not going to talk about it, I don't think, this time. But one of these times, we are going to be talking about the whole issue of suicide. Mm-hmm. And then I have a lot of times in my life, and that we shared this before, where I go into really dark places where I almost mm-hmm. have a death wish. Mm-hmm. And I and I still go into that place where I'm like, oh, I'll this, yeah. this would be great if this kills me right now. How crazy mm-hmm. is that? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's a, it's an extreme, mm-hmm. something we're going to talk about, I think, at some point. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. be a big downer. Yeah, we'll talk about that. It's kind on of the, the opposite. On the next one, and along your lines of being afraid of death, I think I'm in the same boat. Mm-hmm. And I know this is going to come across as funny, but when I was in my 40s and 49, <laughs> I was like, I'm no problem. I'm 40s. Dude, the day after my 50th birthday, I was like, wait a minute. 
this is when things can really happen. Fifty <laughs> <laughs> like, years old, bro. Fifty's old. When I'm we were like, kids, that was I, like, oh, that's close. You to keep saying you're not that old, but you are. That old. <laughs> <laughs> you're. I'm glad you're moving, man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, I, I like go to bed. I'm like, I just. Uh, you ever watch Sanford and Son? I know you don't know what Sanford and Son yeah, is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming, Elizabeth. I'm, I'm coming. I'm have a heart attack. I go to bed. I'm like, what's that pain in my head? I'm like, oh, I think I'm having a stroke. And like two weeks ago, I have no thought of that. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, next next podcast we'll get into that because it's uh, a little more serious and we'll. It's take, an important issue. It's an important sure. issue, especially especially in ministry and in law enforcement and yeah. you know, people that we've come across. I've known people who've definitely committed suicide and, and have died just in general, just by not taking care of themselves. Yeah. So we'll get into all that next podcast. You got anything else, Seth? Let's go, yeah. Seth. Okay, don't even let him talk. All right, bro. You know what? He'll just go on and on. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs>